Covered California knows that one moment can change your life. That moment you say, I do. That moment you meet your baby for the first time. Or even that moment you lose your job and your health insurance along with it. For those times when life changes, we've got you covered. Covered California lets you choose from brand name health plans. And you may even get help paying for it. Your enrollment period is limited. So find out if you qualify by getting free expert help at CoveredCA.com today. Covered California. It's more than just health care. It's life care. Welcome to Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show, with your host, Kinte and Shannon. This program hosts a weekly panel of men and women who discuss topics such as dating, the workplace, family, spirituality, cheating, and of course, sex. Monday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, this show is simulcasted live audio and video between the website IndieRadio.org and YouTube, which allows listeners all over the world to gather together to tackle challenging relationship issues. And now here is your host, Shannon and Kinte. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am Kente, one of your hosts, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, the one and only Shannon. How are you doing, Shannon? I am wonderful. Light and love from Key West, Florida. How was your weekend? My weekend was amazing, and I am so glad to be here with you fine people today <laughs> so let's get this thing popping um, Look, I'm too. now we have a special episode tonight and i want you to introduce the, the guest and tell us tell everybody what it is okay perfect um today's topic um is a two-part segment um today is segment one and we are going to discuss what we love about black men course you'll have to stay tuned next week for the second segment of what we love about black women um but to talk about what we love about black men i have asked three beautiful women um who have so much to say about black men on this panel so i'm going to introduce them um and start with the one who is talking about black men and women in context on a daily um none other than angie representing black love united how are you ma'am i'm great how are you i'm good your hair is popping your eyebrows popping your glasses is popping okay conversation will be popping too huh i'm quiet i'm really shy so i don't know if you can bring it out of me we'll just make sure we talk about your husband you'll be all over that i'll be all good all over that okay all right all right all right um, next, we have Q, one of my favorite, entertaining, genuine, sweet individuals who always keeps it real in every category. How are you, my love? I'm doing good. How are you? How's the temperature out there? It's finally warming up. Well, I don't want to say finally, but it's warming up here in Southern Cal, and I can't, I can't, oh my God, I cannot handle it. It's terrible. Oh, it's the first summer. We are in what we call the first summer, so. I'll give it back. Just take it back. It could be worse. That's You always have to keep it in perspective. It definitely could be hot. Um, I'm so glad you're here. I can't wait to hear all of your insights. 
Um, and last, but definitely not least, um, my boo, my sister from another mister, Tracy J. How are you, my love? I am absolutely wonderful. How are you, dear? Good. You excited about this topic? I am excited about this topic. Yes. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, I'm a humor y'all. Crazy about Jay. Before we I get started. Be- I can barely hear Tracy. Is that just me? Can you all hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Is that better, Angie? Can Talk you again. A little bit. It's just a little bit lower. It sounds like your volume's a tad bit it's lower. Like you hide underneath the covers. <laughs> No, I, I, I don't know. I could put my earphones on. If that's try it. You want me to try it? Yeah, try it to see if that works. I mean, I can hear you loud and clear, but I do want, I want everybody to be able to have a conversation. So while she's doing that, I'm going to open up. Oh, Lord. Um, this part has started. Yes. So because we are talking about what we love about Black men and um, several of us, all of us, I think, are writers. Um, I thought it would be fitting to open it up with a love letter to black men. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> look, hold out, y'all. Turn the lights on your cameras and <laughs> light the incense. Dear black man, we need you. The essential kind of need that allows us to water where we grow, to grow you up, build you anew, just to see you sprout from the adversity that the society has breathed into your existence. Allow us to need you and be patient in the process of our needs. We know these waters are unknown to us both. We don't want to change you, we want to challenge you to the most excellent versions of yourselves, to present the world with the greatest gift you have to offer, your hard work, your leadership, your honesty, your humor, your conversations, all the beauty that stems from your character. We celebrate the growth and elevation of your being. We encourage it. We envision all of its greatness. We acknowledge that we aren't the easiest at times to do life with, but we know how beautiful life can be together. Give us the room to love you as you need to be loved, not how we want to love you. We do know the difference. We want to create legacies with you. We want our children to believe in you because we believe in you. We honor you for your dedication and making love work, to seeing love through, and for watering where you grow. We dare you to stand in the stillness of solitude with us. Let love carry us out to the banks and wash us with the overwhelming urgency daily. We invest in the deliciousness of the moment and every moment that comes here after with you. So black men, we need you. This is bigger than a want. It is a hand in hand that takes into account both. Let us be your sanctuary and let us be your peace. Let us be your refuge. Let us be your quiet strength. It is as vital and as necessary as breathing with all that we are and all that we are to be the black women who love you. Okay. Can you hear me better now? Okay. 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 I'm going spoken word right here. (laughs) Can you, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so now that we have gotten that out of the way, because I did promise everyone on Facebook I would give a treat at the beginning and the end. 
So now that we have a love letter, a declaration, an outpouring of our love and affection towards men who are black men, we are going to break it down into different categories. Um, of course, I want to know your own take on what you love about black men, but you can pull from the different topics that we're going to discuss. So um, the first one, and we'll start with Angie on this one. Uh, the topic is confidence. What do you love about a black man's confidence? First of all, why you have to start with me? Can you ease me into this? I'm shy. I told you that. Okay, I'm moving sorry. down the road. Get back to Angie. <laughs> <laughs> there is just something about um, the way a black man cares himself. Um, they're, they're, it's when, I don't know if you've ever been in the room with a black man and there's any kind of trouble or a sense of trouble. They have the ability to just kind of put everything at ease. Even if it's someone you don't necessarily know, I've been in a place where there is something going on and there has been a black male that's, that's kind of just took took the role of protector of you know the women that are, were around. It wasn't flirtatious, it wasn't some kind of you know whole game or something like that. It was just their demeanor, like their confidence. But that was built because of how we were built through slavery. Like we had to protect everybody, whoever, the family, your family, my family, we had to keep it moving. And yeah. so that's just the role, even the ones that don't know that history, it comes with them. I, I just, I mean, I, everybody else has their own opinion, but I know that it's been times I've been somewhere with my husband and there was an altercation going on and I didn't even realize that there was something going on, but mm -hmm. he knew and he paid attention to the surroundings. You know, he kind of pushed me to the side. I'm like, what is going on? But see, it's not my job. That's their job as protectors. That confidence just comes through. Awesome. That is awesome. Q, Tracy, either one of you want to go next in the confidence department? Tracy? Um, I, I'm with Angie. I love the fact that when a Black man walks into a room and he is confident in himself, he commands attention. He commands respect. It's like that kingliness about them. You know, you can tell when they walk in the room that, you know, I'm a proud black man, their confidence, their pride. That's what I love about a black man. I can't, I don't like to see, I can't say I can't stand, but I don't like to see a black man with his head hung down. Yeah. I think they should hold their head high, no matter what circumstance, what situation they're in. I love to see a confident black man yeah. walk in a room and you just look, and you know, it's not about how he looks, it's about his aura yeah. You know? because he can be short and walk in a room and look nine feet tall. Yes. So I, I, I love it. The pride of a black man and the confidence of a black man. He be feeling like the man when he walked through. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me walk and through. I'll be like, yeah, you're the man. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so you. Kind of bouncing off both of their ideas. Is I think one of the most comforting aspects of the confidence in a black man is that calm that comes along with it. Mm -hmm. It's relaxing. It's tranquil. It's not this this angsty um, nervousness. No matter where it's like where they are in their life, that there's this very um, 
concrete stability that it's like, hold on, let me look at the situation. Let me take a second before I react. And then it's, you know, this, this moving forward. I noticed that with many other cultures, it's either a, a rash decision or no action or what the case may be rather than this buckle down almost like a mental buckle down it's it's really hard to articulate and it's a very subtle um characteristic but i feel like that calm demeanor is not only there in a protector where it's like you want to hide and feel that security with mm -hmm. and also through like the confidence but it's um I think it comes back to the aura, like Tracy said. It's it's yeah. more, it's bigger than than this, you yeah. know. It's it's all encompassing rather than this um, characteristic. I feel like characteristic really diminishes the magnitude of it, but it's it's much bigger than that. And I think for it, to say the least. I am here for it. Okay, so you guys talked about, I think each one of you brought up the word protector. Um, and we'll get to that since that's right off the curtails of confidence. We'll come back to that one. Um, let's talk about Black men as um, vulnerable. I'll start. Okay. Cool. So um, recently, me and my well okay so I, I like to do a lot of these at home self-care spiritualistic um mm -hmm. things and i am so lucky to have a boyfriend that wants to do those kind of stuff with me or at least is okay to acquiesce to some of these oh let's do a coffee foot scrub or whatever oh, so what? i a coffee foot scrub so you take like coffee grounds i got a whole bunch of coffee grounds at my last job so it's not like I like dug them out of the trash can. Relax. It's not <laughs> madness. No, no, I was just um, going to follow you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, cool. So we got coffee bounds. I put um, coconut oil in with it and sea salt. And you kind of take a little bit and you rub it on your feet and it'll get off some of the dead skin and kind of give it this really nice um, pumice massage. Oh my God, it was such a great experience to kind of sit there and it sounds so cheesy, but to sit there and like wash our feet together, that's vulnerable, you know, to do that in front of someone, to let someone mess with your feet, no matter how you feel about feet, you know, to do that to your partner. It was a very um, spiritual experience. And I think the fact that he could open up to that level of vulnerability was just like, oh my God, this is better than just an intimate relationship. It's, um, he's my best friend and it was just really amazing. Oh. Yeah, I don't want nobody up in here crying. I want to cry about a man. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on doing this with you today. <laughs> look, look, look. I was going to come through with yeah. some sort of surprise shit. Can't be up here talking about things every day. Got to throw the tears in to throw y'all off. Look, I'm just saying, it's it's sweet, it's enduring, endearing. I mean, it's, to have a man be that open and vulnerable with you to do stuff that he wouldn't necessarily volunteer on his own, but say, yeah, I'm here for it, babe. I'll do it. That's but it's also because you know Jesus showed love to the disciples by washing their feet. 
Yeah. And so th that's that's deep. That's that's deep to me. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. It's beautiful. Look, me and Tracy over here yeah. like one day. Yeah. I want. I, don't worry, because whoever I get, go watch. We gonna wash each other's feet too. Tracy, put that glass down. We already know okay. what happened. You start turning that glass up. Put it down. We ain't been on this broadcast ten minutes. Put it down. <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So next person for vulnerability. Okay. Don't make anybody else cry, please. Tracy, <laughs> would you like to take it over? Or Angie? Um, I love the fact that they will they will let us lead if we not necessarily lead, but let us guide if we need to. That they're vulnerable enough and 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 are strong enough in themselves that they will allow us to guide if we yeah. need to they're not yeah. that pride to where they'll they'll let the whole family fall because they don't want you to be to take the lead they're vulnerable enough to to listen and guide allow yeah. you to guide absolutely that's beautiful miss angie what about you gear well mine's a little different um when i was when we first got married you know, our our marriage, first years, our first five years, our, our marriage was troubled. Mm -hmm. And you know, if when someone said give, you know, give your wife or somebody your your husband a compliment, it was like, oh, she's motherly. And I'm thinking, like, what? <laughs> you know, not a, a, something you want to hear from your spouse. Yeah. But then later on, one day um, we were at a retreat, and he said, I can trust her with my heart. That means that those deep, dark secrets that you don't share, things that have happened to you in the past that men might want to tell. He said, I know that when I tell her that she's not going to pray for me, but she's not going to throw it in my face. Yes. When times. So wow. that was the moment that I, I realized that our relationship had definitely done a shift when he said he can trust me with his heart. Because we as women want their heart, but we often shut them down so much. Like if we ask them something and they give us an answer, so that's that we don't want to hear. I'm not mm -hmm. giving you any, or I'm not talking to you, or I'm not cooking. And that's once once they shut down, it is like Fort Knox to get them to open back up. Then yeah. they give you these one leg, one word answers, and you're wondering, how did I get here? Because when he tried to give you his heart, you stomped on it. Yeah. And that's you know true. what? I can agree to that. I had a conversation with somebody, and in short, they were like, without telling somebody's whole story. Um, they were like, they didn't ever have anyone that they felt they could be vulnerable with. And I was like, wow, that it, first of all, threw me off because that's just unheard of for me. And so I had to pause for a moment, let what that person said sink in. And I was like, you know, I'm sorry that you've gone your whole life without having someone that you or having people, period, that you could be vulnerable with. I was like, we have to do better at being someone else's safe space. Um, and so to see a man actually let down those walls and be vulnerable, honey, listen, I'm here for it. I'm here. Time for up so I could be crying like you and <sighs> mother Angie said just really, um, when she talked about how when you shut them down, it's, it's hard to get them to open back up. That is so, so true. So we, like she said, we as black women have to allow them to be vulnerable and not make mm -hmm. them pay penalty when they are. Yeah. Well, we'll, really. we'll allow them to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. your, partner, your husband, your fiance, your man is supposed to be that 
truth, I, if my breath stinks, I want my husband to tell me before I leave the house. Right. If I look like a roly poly in that dress and I don't squeeze in a dress that's two sizes, somebody outside gonna talk about you. But my husband be like, uh, you might want to wait a little bit for that dress. But we are, we have a developer. I know that he loves me so that I know that he's not trying to be nasty or just say something to me because mm -hmm. he wants me to look my best. He wants me to represent him. But on the other hand, if when I, if every time he says something to me, if I kind of attack him, then yeah. he's no longer going to tell me anything else. So we are, we are black women. We're strong and we're boisterous yeah. and we have it all together in our mind, but that's not our role. And right. we are even like you said, allow, they allow us to lead, but we can be, According when you were talking about the Bible, the husband is the one that's leading. That ultimate right. decision going on is him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say, babe, you know, have you thought about this? Mm -hmm. But the ultimate decision is him. If the family falls, that is still on him. Mm -hmm. I gotta trust you enough that you. Are, we know that you may make mistakes because even in yeah. our best day, we got all the plan layout. We still make mistakes. I gotta allow you to make mistakes, but when he knows that you're down for him, is that when you make mistakes, we're gonna figure this out together. We go, we right. together. Right. I'm not gonna say I told you so, or if you would have listened to me. No, baby, that's not how we do. All right, so how can how we- How we gonna fix it? How we gonna fix it, move it forward, and we learn from this lesson. Okay. Yeah. Angie, I think you taking on my topics. I think you read my notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Now, you know, this you, my, you, you know this is my topic. I Don't know. <laughs> so you can take the next one. The next one, the topic is leadership. Since you took the word literally right out of my topic. <laughs> well, you know, it's a lot of black men don't naturally know how to lead. Um, if you don't have any examples or if you're not in any kind of church setting or something, you know, that you can... If you're not into into the Bible, somewhere that can tell you how to lead. Or a place to glean from. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it's okay. So it's in their DNA, but they don't know how to pull from it to do what they need to do. But we as women sometimes can say, well, you taking too long. Let me let me jump in. It's like double dutch. Okay, you take you take too long, I'm gonna jump in before you. But yeah. I'm telling you, if you get a man that man that, that there's two things that a man, both um, a man and a woman both want the S, and we think it's sex for men, but it's not. It's support. Yeah, men want support. If they know you support them, there's nothing they won't do for you. But right. if they feel like you're a dream killer, then you're gonna get this half man that's half doing stuff because she don't believe in me anyway, and women want security. So you give him his S, he give you your S, and then all y'all had a sex S. How about that? Uh, oh, I like that. All right. Her support him, support her security. You're right. You're taking notes, TJ. So we'll just move it on is, up the Q since you're taking notes. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing to make you more moist than a man that's that's um that's secure and got you secure. You're secure financially, secure, you know, protection, secure in all your areas. You yeah. supporting him. He's like, I know my baby got me. Both of you, he's gonna be hard, you'll be moist. Y'all just gonna be doing things. Oh nah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not about to go there with you, Gail. You, what do you love about a black man's leadership? 
I love the fearlessness yeah. it takes to make some of the difficult decisions. And you know what? If there's a mistake, I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll get there. Like the yeah. bad news or what have you isn't the end of the road. Right. Almost like the, the optimism meets the fearlessness. And I think that combination is so important, especially when this world can be so evil, you yeah. know? So um, I was going to make a joke about crying again, but I was like, hold on before I actually do tear up. And then you guys are like, oh my God, what happened? Um, so I think just that combination is very crucial mm -hmm. in one's well-being and mental health as yeah. well as especially in a home atmosphere whether it's you know an intimate relationship whether you have kids whether you have other family members that um beacon of hope that's pushing you forward is is so important yeah i think that's my favorite part of leadership important <laughs> Tracy J. We going with leadership. Yes. Okay. Okay. Unless you I'm want me to sure. pass you to the next topic, I can. No, I was I was taking notes. Okay. Um, leadership. I I just like for a man to lead. I I do. I like for a man to lead because like um. Uh. Angie was saying. The Bible says that the man is the leader and the man is to lead the woman, to love the woman as Christ loved the church. And so we're supposed to support them, but they're supposed to lead. And I just, I love a man that takes the lead. And in that leadership, he'll let me know when I can, what I need to do to help him lead. And so I, I just, I like to be led and loved mm. and security. Like and then I'll give him the support. Like and then we'll have sex. <laughs> See, I'm going to have me on her blushing. Um, so what I was going to say had nothing to do with sex, but since we talked about it, um, what I'll say about leadership for myself, um, I believe it's important to me for a man who leads well um, so that I feel comfortable enough and in a safe environment enough, or as Angie put it, secure enough to submit to his leadership. Mm -hmm. Um there is something about not just his confidence and his aura in leadership that makes him capable. Um, it also makes him vulnerable. I mean, because sometimes he will have to admit that he's not right and he didn't get it right. And as a woman submitting to him, I'm going to honor him because he is leading me. Um, I always joke with my girlfriends, you know, with for the right man, it will be so easy to be led into a grass hut and call it home because you know that man has got your back. You know that man is not leading you astray. You know that man, his um, mission is ministry unto your relationship. And so I'm here for a man that leads well. Like, that's like a taco to me. <laughs> I want more and more and more of that. So bring it, bring it. And then like Tracy said, yeah. We can have sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Angie said. Joe Taco. Whatever you want to call wait, wait, wait. it. 
That's yeah. Why y'all throwing me under the bus? But Andy said. No, I said that's did what say that. I'm I, saying I if you do A and B, support security C. equals sex. <laughs> that's good, Angie. That's that's that that's profound to me. That really is. I mean, no, that it's, really it's just, the truth. That Everybody really, just that was think that. Moment for me. If you oh, ever yeah. if you ever hear women talk, they're like, "All men want is sex." No, long after the sex is gone. That's why you have men that can have sex and keep it moving. They, you see a guy that's been in a relationship with somebody for years, and then they may meet somebody for six months, and they married to him. You're like, how the world did that happen? They found that support, that yeah. what they're looking for. I don't care what you're talking about. That's why you see it happen so often. Somebody being with somebody for a long time, he was comfortable with you. You gave him sex or whatever the case may be. But then when he found somebody to support him and to push him and encourage him, Please, you'll be gone somewhere. That's true. That is so true. Okay, so we discussed a few um, vulnerabilities, leadership, confidence. Um, what about black men as in their mental health? Balanced, resilient, strong. What do you love about them in their balanced state of being? Not just women and men who have raised balanced black men, but now you have the privilege of being a part of that balanced black man's life. Uh, it's a, I think it's uh, attractive to me because black men are be beat down so much, and, um, and with society, with other, with black women, I think mm -hmm. a, a man that has a st stable mental health is sexy to me when they can yeah. bounce back from that. You know, and, and even though they've in the past relationship or with their um, family or whatever, they haven't had that mental stability, but they've gained it on their own. And they've done the work to get it mm. and they can bounce back from yes. the stuff that happens, even in our relationship, because sometimes men walk away from relationships so quick because they see remnants of the past. But when they've done the work to get rid of that, they know that this is a new relationship. This is a new woman and this may work. And so I think mental stability is very important for me. I know. Mm-hmm. Me too. All right, Angie. Ooh, child, readjust my legs. I've heard sitting here like that. I'm old. <laughs> okay, so I think we first have to deal with the fact that there's a lot of black men that are not well mm -hmm. in their mental space. Yep. Some of it is because of us and our mouth and mm -hmm. how we beat them down. Like I see couples and you see a woman talking to their man like, shut up, didn't I tell you? Do you know how bad that makes you look when you're around here looking, talking to your, your man like he's your child? Mm -hmm. I mean, it make you like you're married to a little wuss, first of all. Yeah. My husband ain't gonna choke me, but that might be the closest time I'm gonna get to being choked if I'm out there talking to him disrespectfully like he too you know, in public, but he he has to deal with his job. You have to be, you have to be smarter. You have to work harder. You got to show more. You got to do more just to be average. You can have right. a thousand degrees and then you got to, you got to work harder than the person who don't have, who do not have a degree. Then you got to fight with the police. You are, you are guilty until proven innocent as opposed to what it's supposed to be. Then you come home and then you got to deal with a wife or a girlfriend or whoever that's nagging and fussing and telling you how 
you ain't this and you ain't do this and you ain't have the man somebody else was. So those things, when you get a man, you don't always see the mental breakdown that, that's there or the damage that's done until yeah. you start to be with them. And he was like, what? Why did when I said this, he flipped to this? Because mm-hmm. somebody has beaten him down. And mm-hmm. with my own marriage, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quite candid and say I beat my husband down until I learned better. That mm-hmm. once I learned how to support him and uplift him and encourage him, not yeah. baby him, but to say in those hard times, hey, God gonna take us through this, you know, or what can I help you do to accomplish your dreams? And I had to encourage him to to just be that that backbone and be that support. You're the leader, but you gotta know that you got a cheerleader over here. Because right. he should that once he makes it home, I don't care if every devil and police and job and craziness is coming after him. When he make it home to me, I'm good. Yeah. He know that he can he get home like two, three o'clock now. He can wake me up and if he wanna talk, we're gonna talk. Cause hey, I got you. You you need yeah. some safe space to just say. I'm just sick of them. Yep. Yeah. And, but if, One if, thing Shannon always says, I got my boom, boom, boom list, then there's no safe space for him. And that's Absolutely. why we see more suicide and stuff in black men that we didn't see before because Absolutely. everywhere is an attack on them. Mm-hmm. Right? How to be quiet and be supportive. And I'm not saying like, like you can't talk, but I'm saying yeah. encourage more than nag. Okay. Good. Absolutely. And Tracy, I don't know. I don't know what you were saying. Uh, you were. I, I said that there's one thing that you always say that sticks with me is, "I want to be his peace. I want to be the place where he comes, and this is his peace. No matter what's going on, no matter when he walks through that door, this is his kingdom. This is his peace." Yeah. yeah. No. That's important. It's so important. You know, I just think about how they have to hold those big shoulders up. They have to, they have to look strong at work because they don't want to look like a wuss. They don't want to look like they weak. But when they come home, I want him to, be able to relax those shoulders. I, I want yeah. if it take me massaging to relax him, he got to be able to relax those shoulders. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, or they won't survive like that. Yeah, that's a stress, and a stress will kill you. It's not worth it. Yeah, let it. You got to be somebody's piece, and like you said, be a safe space for that person. You. Did you want to tackle the topic without tears or with tears? Hmm, Let's see. Uh, I think resilience definitely comes to, is the first thing that comes to mind just because, I mean, we we all know, as as you guys have pointed out so wonderfully, the, the different outside things that essentially, you know, impact a black man day to day from from cops to work to school mm-hmm. to just other people everything impacts their day to day and to be able to come up with healthy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. that i don't think there's any other ethnicity of men that has told me oh I don't want to drink alcohol because I knew so-and-so and and they were an alcoholic, or I don't ever want to do this because I know, you know, this person or someone that was in the neighborhood or so on and so forth. And it's like, they have these 
strong in place morals that really shape healthy coping mechanisms that can be pulled from every every part of life you know everything from death and grieving to losing a job to you know finding your passion it's like there's always some sort of I, I don't want to call it a slogan, but for lack of a better word to come up, like like some uh, little morsel of, of intellect and wisdom always comes up. And I think that resilience and that aptitude to understand how important mental health is and those coping mechanisms to actually get through some of the disastrous or tumultuous parts of life is so valid. And it's one of the things that I have learned the most about myself and especially in, in dating and surrounding myself with especially black men, because there are so many little, little bits of wisdom that you can mm -hmm. really take. And it translates so well throughout so many aspects of life. And yeah, forever grateful for sure. I can cry now, though, if you want me to. I mean, yeah. all on set. I mean, <laughs> amazing actress, amazing actress. Right. Thank you. Amazing. Trying to um, get a here. I'm here for it. Supporting. I'll be a supporting actress in a dramatic series. Um, for you. me, I think, um, and Angie touched on this, um, there, although there are many Black mm. men who come unbalanced, sometimes even unhinged, there is nothing more attractive to me who um, than a man who is secure in his mental faculties, can unwind and express his emotional stupor for the day, um, can go backlog his trauma history. Um, there's just something to say about somebody who's done the work in their life. Um, and can talk about it um mm -hmm. and is open and honest and transparent and authentic and it's like you know as much as sometimes we get into this mode and steph posted it um in the youtube chat you know give me the sex you just get the feelings keep the feelings i think there's something beautiful and there's something altogether lovely when you find someone that you can have both of those things with right. like i don't just want the sex because that's only an extension and a part of who you are. I need the total package. I need the vulnerability. I need the pipe too, but I need the vulnerability. I need the humor. I need the confidence. Sometimes I'm okay with the cockiness. Everything in moderation and beauty and I'm here for it. Like there's just something that I need to pour me a glass of that wine, Tracy. I, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> the black man um okay so next topic black men as fathers who's going first q yeah no for sure lewis mommy on the scene right no this might actually for sure make me cry um so one of my favorite things is my honey will play like some of those really, really silly ass games with our 22 month old son. And 
I think the part that I love the most is this automatic reaction to be silly and kind of come out of this ridiculous idea of, oh, I'm a man or I have to act a certain way or I have to be the certain person in all aspects of life. When I can completely imagine if we were to have a daughter, he would be having tea parties with her, you know, and the whole nine yards. And she would probably be coming back saying like something else is wrong. He'd be complaining on Twitter about the service. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure of it. So that ability to kind of take a step back and not take yourself too seriously. If, If there's anything that for me that is super duper attractive it's of course humor and not to take yourself too seriously Mm -hmm. and as as a father i think it's my favorite part along with the um again kind of with the more protective side Mm -hmm. when i had decided to start breastfeeding after i had had my son i didn't have any lactating bras so this man decided to go to see if he could buy one but they were like 80 bucks or something or like 40 bucks, but it was like some preposterous amount. And he was like, instead of that, I'm going to make you one. So he took one of my old bras and like cut it up so we could put the little (laughs) cups in in the whole nine yards. And it was just like, did this man really MacGyver me? (laughs) Like he was, oh, completely about that. You should have seen him in the NICU because my son was, or I shouldn't say my son, our son was born two months early. He's there with like scissors in my bra, just like, no, I'll get it right. No, trust me, it's going to fit. And like, it had to have been the funniest thing. And everyone was hella jelly because they were like, oh, wow, is that custom? I'm like, yes, yes, it is um, completely. And then, you know, I had to make up some silly designer name for him. But just that like compassion, the protectiveness, the mm-hmm. ability not to take yourself so seriously and really just have this idea of this is the kind of dad I want to be from the gate. That And it's so natural. It's nothing that has to be coached or brought yeah. out. It's just, it's so natural and the pressure of, no, I'm going to, if there's anything I'm going to be good at, it's yeah. going to be this, you know? And it's like, all right. <sighs> Okay, so cool. I was going to make a really inappropriate joke about, you know, coming in people, but I refrained. So <laughs> we're good. We'll save that for later. Yeah. Now I wanted to joke. Type it in the chat. Okay. Uh, Angie, Tracy, who's next? Um, for me, um, my, my stepfather is my everything. Even though my biological father is in my life now, um, my ex-husband was a busy, he was, he did the best he could with our children, but he was busy. He was on the road. He's pastoring all of that stuff. But my stepfather stepped in, came into my life at the age of nine. And this man taught me everything that I should know as a woman, even as far as changing my tires, changing my oil, how he took me on my first date. And to this day, when I went home um, in June and I opened the door to get in the car and he said, if you don't shut that door, he said, if a man can't open your door, you don't need to be with him. So I, I don't know what got you used to thinking that what you, when you with a man, you can open a door. That's not acceptable. And so it's it, just the way that he took the time to pour into us girls, because three girls and three boys, to show pour into us girls how we should be treated. 
yeah. what we should expect, what we should accept, what we should not accept. Now, the fact that we uh, deviated from that is on us, but mm -hmm. he taught us how a man should treat us. And yeah. that's what I love about a black man that has a, a daughter because they're going to dote on their sons. They're going to do that. Mm -hmm. But to take the time to be a father to your daughter and show her from zero to whenever how a man should treat her and then step in when they're not acting that way. Because when my, me and my ex got into it, my stepfather called him and he said, if you don't want her, you send her home. You know, you, you got her from us. You send her back to us. Don't put your hands on her. She's already she's already grown. She's already got all her whoopings. But if you feel oh. like you don't want her and don't want to deal with her anymore, you send her back home. And he said, I will come get her if you don't feel like you can, you can send her back home. But let me know when you don't want my child anymore and I will come to get my child. Oh. And I'm just, my dad was just there for it. I mean, even now, he's just that he's my dad. You know, he makes me feel like I'm a little girl in his presence all the time. So that's so beautiful. Yeah, I, love I love it. Wilton Caver, Ra. <laughs> so sweet. Q, don't do no more crying now. Listen, listen. No, no, no. I'm trying to pass the baton to Tracy so she can start crying. And then she'll no, pass it to I don't, don't want to cry. Show. I don't want to cry. Oh, my God. Don't stop. Angie, and we're going through what I've been through to love, to lo learn to love a black man again. And talk about it openly mm -hmm. is you. You guys don't know what that is because I hate it. After my divorce, I didn't want to deal with a black man anymore. And just to be at the point to where oh, I'm loving black men, I want a black man. Look at that's, that. That's a whole turnaround for me. So, but I need help, Angie. I'll be talking to you. Yes. So okay, <laughs> Angie, Angie, your turn, girl. Wow, they said so much. My guy with the bra and the sender back to me. <laughs> My husband did not have a, an example of a father. His dad was a Rolling Stone, 15 yeah. children, different women. But he said that he went, once he got married, he only be married once. And he wanted to be active in his, in his children's life. I had my triplets. They were babies, not even a year when we got together. So not only did you come into my life, but you loved my children. When I couldn't, when I was pregnant with our last son, I couldn't get up. You bathed them. You took them to the bus stop. You did their homework. He pretty much helped potty train them. Like the stuff that I did not realized was important. So now even when they're in college, when they when they call about business opportunities and boys and things, they wanna ask dad, what does he think? And yeah. you know, moms were always here, but it's it's only the stamp of approval when yeah. daddy says it. And talking about a black man, my triplets, um I'm from a previous marriage and they're biracial. And two of them look like they just as white as they ever want to be with green eyes. My husband and I are so black and chocolate ever in the world. And you wouldn't know the difference that that those were not his biological children ever in life. Because um, he just let it known that if you touch him, mm -hmm. I'm a kid. 
And I mean, he means that. He ain't doing a whole bunch of rah-rah talking, but it's just like, this is what it is. For just so, just to have him not only love me, but love my children to the core. Yeah. When they disappoint, when they hurt, when they're sad, it's the same as if they were his biological children. That's great. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna move right on down the road because I start telling my story, and I'm sure gonna be like you, all slobbering, crying, and. Don't y'all start on slobbering? Wait, what do you mean slobbering? <laughs> so I'm like I'm over here just like a hot mess, like crying, hot <laughs> bubbles coming out and shit. I mean, <laughs> pull, pull a book off your shelf and it'll tell you all the truth you need to know. <laughs> all right, so I, I don't know who it was that mentioned. I think it might have been UQ. You had mentioned humor and compassion. Mm-hmm. You want to break those down a bit? Talk about them some more. Anything like specific? I mean, what you love about them in black men. I mean, you kind of already touched on humor, so maybe you should go with compassion. Compassion. Um. Yeah. yeah. Give me a second to to think for a second, because I'm. My honey is just the sweetest guy ever. And he's super, super compassionate. But, you know, of course, when you ask someone to think of something, it's like, hold on, nothing comes to mind. And while you're thinking, if either one of you want to jump in and your choice. Actually, no, 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 I got it. Okay. Um, compassion. So I feel like I'm about to give like a book report. Um, <laughs> so when I had a super duper tumultuous pregnancy, like I started bleeding heavily right as I went into my second trimester to the point where um, when I finally ended up getting hospitalized for almost two weeks, they said that they were scared both me and baby were both going to hemorrhage and die. Mm-hmm. Um, we know more or less how intense the situation is. I ended up getting a hospital ride from the city I'm in to another hospital about an hour away that can handle cases like mine better. When they finally did the emergency C-section at about, what, 5 uh, Mm a.m. two years ago during the summer, he was there in the room with me during the Mm C-section. But it was funny because as soon as I had our son and they had taken our son out, there was this hesitating of, do I go with baby or do I stay with you? And he waited for a second. He was like, I don't know. Like, this is scary. You're having, like, whole surgery. Like, they got you straight Dexter. Like, you're in a half. You know, I'm not going to just leave you in here with your insides outside, essentially. And it was just so funny because I could be talking and, like, no, 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 I'm fine. But there had to be this direct, like, no, I'm okay. Go to the baby. It's Mm -hmm. fine. And there was so much compassion from the moment that I was in that ambulance ride to the other hospital and that it was like, no, I have to follow the hospital. At first the medics were like, you know, just go home and get her stuff, meet us down at the hospital. And it was like, no, I'm driving, you know, six feet behind that ambulance as close as I fathomably can under the law and making sure I can see you the whole time. Like anything's wrong. I don't know. SOS me or something. It was just, it was so funny that all of the sudden it was like, not that I wasn't his person before, but this new, 
like not aggressively compassionate, but to the point where it's like, Brett, nothing can happen, yeah. you know? Like, I can only imagine how scared you are going through this. I will reassure you it's fine. And I will make sure it's fine for all of them. It's like, you know, so it, it during that entire situation, that level of humility to say, okay, this isn't happening directly to me, but I know as a mother, as the one being pregnant, as the one freaking out that all this stuff is happening. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's really hard not to, to have that, it's okay. It's all right. I'm here. Let's stay calm. It's cool. Let's get through this and, and have that empathy to understand where I was coming from. I feel like that was a really roundabout way to get there, but we got there because there's so many details I wanted to hit and how like tumultuous and intense it was. But yeah, no, he's super duper compassionate, compassionate as balls. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. It's great. <laughs> all right. Either one of you lady. What you love about black men? Yeah, I, I haven't I, I haven't met too many compassionate black men. Okay. You know, my ex wasn't compassionate. <laughs> um, my dad was compassionate. He 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 wasn't because his mind was always on the pastor and everything involved with church. I, when I had my children, you know, he came late when my daughter was born, when my son was born, and we had an emergency section. He took him out of the room. It, it just wasn't a lot of compassion. It was, he was there, he provided for us, but it wasn't a lot of compassion. You know, it was like, figure it out, Trey, I got things to do. And so I, I haven't had that experience, you know, but I, I'm praying and I know the, the next one that God sends is going to be that total package, you know, and I'm going to be able to experience some things that I haven't experienced before. With What's your ideal level of compassion in the There man? you go. Thank you, Q. My ideal level of compassion would be um, just caring. You know, I mean, if I'm sick, just saying, Bay, I know you're sick. Lay right here. I'm going to get you some soup. You know, or, or basic <laughs> calling and saying, how you doing? I know you. I, I just want to see how your day is going. That's compassion to me. Because I never had anyone to do that. Now, mm -hmm. I, I text my family every morning, but I've never had a man text me and say, hey, babe, I'm just checking on you. Mm. You know? That's, that's wow. basic compassion to me. And, and he was a pastor? Because pastors yeah, usually equal compassion. That's, 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 that's one of the characters. They do, but they have compassion for their flock. Their family is their family. But they take care of that church. That's their first priority. So yeah, we gonna just be we gonna just speak for your. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, that's my what I'm dad is a pastor, and I got a bunch of pastors in my family, and they got more they more down for their family than they for anybody else. So I don't, baby. Yeah, we gonna pray God give you some yeah. compassion in your next relationship. Yeah, because my my children even say my father was more of a father to his other people's children than he was to us. All right, you know? yeah, I've heard but that. We gonna, we gonna slow walk right out of that conversation. Right out of that. Because we're not talking we about that. Because I told y'all I was serious about this thing. We are talking about why we love black men. And okay, that why we love black men. So I, that's what I, 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 I want to see. So uh, go ahead, Kente, because I know you wanted to interject. Um, this is from Periscope. Um, and uh, just to let people know, uh, uh, we are live on um, three platforms, Get Vocal, YouTube, as well as Periscope. And uh, we have a, a great uh, conversation going on in, 
and uh, YouTube as well as Periscope. And um, this comes from Corvus L. Um, he wants to know, when you guys say the total package, is that code word for a perfect man? And uh, uh, he also wants to know that, uh, um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll just go with that. I go, can I go first? Sure. Or does anybody else want to go first? Well, I was just going to, I was just going to say it's, it's like the prototype. It's, I don't know if I'd call it ideal because it's not like I need the perfect man. I need a man with these basic, I need my equal. If I have these basic ass qualities, you should too. And not even that. It's um, an elaborating on that in the same breath. Definitely a prototype. Um, and not necessarily someone, as he said, perfect in that sense, but perfect for me or perfect for Q or perfect for Tricard or perfect for Angie. What we're looking for or what some of us already have is someone who legitly um, resonates in our spirit. Someone who we can have conversations with about our highs and our lows. Someone who can do the same with us. Someone we can laugh with and act and have that in return. We're looking for people who will check us out of love um, and tell us where we're you know, falling short and be willing to walk that journey with us to growth and development. And if that's perfect, hell, I'll take it. But we all know that we're flawed people right. trying to love other flawed people. So no, we're not. And I said this a couple of Sundays ago. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress in the process right. of life. Someone to do love with. Someone to speak love languages to. You know, you want to be able to see someone's soul and spirit and heart and be fluent in that thing. Um, and that makes that person imperfectly perfect for you. If I do say so myself. As a single, single woman in waiting. <laughs> Look, because I got, I got a list. Look, anybody else want to buy that thing? Angie, the love expert, Tracy, you, the hopeless you said, woman. You said, we don't have we don't have to co-sign after you. If you said you, you said some good stuff, but basically, basically saying that yeah. everybody say so perfect for us. That's so we can, unless he has some more questions, we can keep it moving. Was there any other question, Kente, before we move on? Um, yeah, I, I mean, basically, what it, it seems like uh, I'm getting from uh, this person is that. Uh, He's wondering if, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I think you answered it pretty well, though. But I think he was wondering if if maybe uh, you're, I don't know, asking. I don't want to say asking too much, but like uh, not accounting for, you know, we all have flaws. But you said it. So so uh, that was pretty well, well said what you said. So and this is Corvus, right? Yeah. On uh, Periscope. And he's been uh, commenting quite a bit. And it's. It's a, it seems like that's where he's kind of he's kind of at on this. Okay, so Corvus, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to speak from the strength of knowing these three women on the panel as well as for myself, and they can correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. um, I think that when you are a evolved person, when you have evolved into an excellent version of yourself, and of course we know evolution is a continual process along the spectrum, so you continue to evolve, you want someone who is going in that same continuum pattern with you. You don't want someone stale or stagnant. You don't want someone who is seemingly complacent. 
So for someone who may be in those realms of stagnancy or complacency, yes, it does seem like too much. Um, for someone who is not willing to rise to the challenge of being their most excellent version of themselves, yes, of course, it's going to be too much. For someone who's not dealing well with their traumas or their pains or their hurts or their frustrations, not willing to do the work, and that person that they're attracted to or married to or dating has already done that, of course, it's going to seem like too much. We are not asking for anything that we haven't done that we are not already or that we are not praying for to become and we're actually putting it into practice. So when I hear people say, well, you're asking for too much, I challenge that and say, you're not asking for enough. That part. Well, he hasn't said anything since that. So we'll see what he says. Okay, <laughs> He's still here. He just came through with a Look, look. I'm Fire. like, this is my topic. I love because I'm always about praising, not just, you know, we have such a hard hill to climb in praising and giving honor and paying homage to one another. And sometimes we wait until someone has passed to give them their flowers or to 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 give them their accolades or you know, basically say, I love you, I got you, thank you for who you are and who you are in my life. And I'm like, no, that's got to stop. We've got to be able to get on a platform, get out our bullhorns and say, black men, we love you. We mm -hmm. honor you. We praise you for being who you are in this world that's against you. Um, and let them know that we love and support them. And hopefully they're along for the journey and do the same for us. So, um, so moving right along. <laughs> okay. Um, what about black men in passion? Their passion as black men. And that can you can cover that in a couple of gamuts. I know Tracy will probably go down the route of sex, because that's just where her head is at tonight with that wine. Um <laughs> no. but, but Andrew, we're gonna start with you. <laughs> what do you love about a passion in black men? Uh uh, wait a minute. <laughs> you're stuck in your look at girl. I'm trying to give me some snaps up. You're a little good. <laughs> I was like, I need to be like Trace and take some notes. Girl. That was good. Thank you. Um, I mean, mine is the same thing as what I've said regards the whole night. There's something about a man, a black man, that whether well, it is confidence, protection, passion, because any one of those things just come with a, a aura, as they've said before, that just, you just can't, I mean, I know a guy that, he's the CEO of um, this business. He's also running for office now, but long before he was a CEO, mm -hmm. he just walked in the room and you felt like he's somebody. Like, I know that dude is somebody. You don't yeah. know who he is. You know, you know, I like I know he's somebody. He he's there's something important about him, and mm -hmm. he just carried that. Uh, I mean, I had somebody come to my husband one time. We were at a wedding, and was like, "I just want to shake your hand. I know you're important. I know you do something mm -hmm. big." And it's so funny because at that time, he was probably in one of his lowest places. But I think God put that person in his life because I knew what God had in store for him, and he just was not. Things weren't lining up for him like he wanted to. But he didn't look that way to others. Right. I didn't know what he was dealing with at that moment. 
but it's something about when they put on some clothes, they look nice, they walk into a room, they just demand this, you know, this this double take, like, yeah, you know, don't you know him from somewhere? You might not know him, but it's just that passion they have when they deal with stuff, how they interact. Hey. Awesome. Tracy, you? Um, I'm just going to jump on and start talking about Thank you, Q. So, go, go, Q. Go, Q. Okay. So, one of my favorite things is in terms of down the, in the realm of passion is intensity. Um, and not necessarily an intensity that is overflowing all the time, but an intensity that matches what you're already bringing to the table, because that can make those subtle little intimate moments magnified, and it can make those big moments explosive. And the best part, in my opinion, about a good sex life is the ebbs and flows and the inability to keep it stagnant and that you can have motion. And it sounds cliche to say climax when I'm not talking about orgasm, but to have a sexual journey with that person and an openness to get there in terms of intensity. You know, I think a lot of times, especially with men, when they think, oh, I'm passionate, it's just overwhelming. And you're like, bruh, calm down. You're pulling my hair out. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. I feel like you're mad. You're having a mosh pit in my vagina. Like chill the fuck out. Where Because that's a problem, right? Whereas if someone's matching your intensity, you can be slow and sensual and still have this extremely cathartic sexual experience you know, without having to have this huge overdone, you know, concerto. And I think um, not flexibility necessarily, that ability to be able to have those crescendos and those quiet within an all-encompassing sex life is absolutely magnetic in terms of passion. And, you know, of course, obviously that doesn't even touch on passion for career and goals but you know i mean sex so <laughs> thank you Q, for that well-rounded answer appreciate I, it for me passion I, passion about whatever they want to do put in everything to what you want to do me your job us together um just being passionate and putting in to to all areas of your life yeah. so it doesn't necessarily just have to be sex with me of course you want passion and sex you don't want just mm -hmm. doing it be doing it but sometimes doing it and yeah doing well it. that's true yeah if i can just see you passionate about you you know get your job life too. just passionate yeah. about you know, loving your life and living your life to the best of your ability, living your best life, that encompasses everything about you. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a turn on for me. Hell yeah. I'm here for it. Like, <laughs> let me look, let me write that down in my notes. 
I'm here for it. She's she here for everything, okay? <laughs> at least you know, Angie. At least you know. That's okay. so funny. Passionate lover check. Okay. So, any other topics that you had in your envelopes? Because I know y'all were thinking, like, yo, what are we talking about? What specifically about Black men? And of course, we were as much um general and all black men to even specifics in your own lives but what else do you love about black men their swag their... i love their strength i love their wisdom ain't nothing like a good smelling black man with that some part. nice shoes yes that part, <laughs> that part. girl look that part can the church that, look can the church say Hey, that would call Billy Ocean to come flowing right away. What? <laughs> yes, yes, honey. And then when they walk past smelling good, and you're yeah. like, oh, what? <laughs> what? What is that? Yeah, what is yeah. that wonderful aroma? What is that smell? Sweet smelling fragrance. Oh, <laughs> yes. Because I'll even compliment, like, if I see a, a couple and he has on a nice smell, I'll even compliment her. I'd be like, girl, he smell good. You know, I, it ain't like I'm right. disrespectful, but mm -hmm. I, I think that is just, that just shows self-care. Not if you're clean mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. and your shoes is together and you can have on a jeans and a, and a, a button-up shirt and some nice shoes and some cologne. That is everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, I'm here for it. Let yeah, me yeah. find out some of y'all are some undercover cologne connoisseurs. I'm going to be strolling past you all the time. Ah. Get a little sniff. What else? What else do we do about Mixing that cologne with that like big hug just wraps around you and you're just like, mm -hmm. it's my everything burrito. I'm so happy. <laughs> yes. See? Yeah, I, was gonna, I was gonna say I was gonna say strength. Mm. So it's something like it, even whether he grabs you to pull you to him or grab you to put it on top of him, whatever. That that strength they have that they could hurt you, but they gotta just that, that mandingo to feel good all in the same boat. You like you could choke me till I pass out, but you just gonna choke me till I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, yes. You know that something go down, he got you, but he can just that in that embrace. But it's just them hands, huh? I don't know about that. I, 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 I ain't yeah. never had a little hobbit hands, but my hand has got big big feet, big everything. Here you go. <laughs> what do you do? the glory. Mm. Ah. <laughs> yes. I am here yes. for it. Look, that is, look, that'll do a whole do a whole lot for a sister. Mm -hmm. Size 16 shoe. Tell Lord, thank you. Oh Lord, that'll change your life. No. Yes, you will. That's why that's why you get cut by that, Cedric Thomas. Yes, you will. Right, <laughs> me. All right. Oh, well, all right. Ladies, take notes. Um, what else? Because I know the list is not exhaustive. Sense of humor for okay. sure. My yeah. God. Like yeah. if there is Okay, look at 
it sounds so terrible. Look at all of the funny videos from Vine to Instagram to Tumblr to Facebook. All of the hilarious ones are always the black guy is doing the most hilarious, realist, down-to-earth shit. And it's so fucking funny. Yeah. Across the board. It is so hilarious. Yeah, the sense... Oh, God. What did... What was one of those memes say? It was like, if a guy can make you laugh, he can make you come. Yeah. That's not right. What? What? Yeah, I've never heard that one, uh, Q. He can make you come. Yeah. <laughs> nope, never heard that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I got people. I know a lot of people can make me laugh, and they can't make me come nothing. So that is not a true meme. Well, they ain't making you laugh the way you need to laugh. Like laughs, like from inside. Girl, no one's making me laugh the way my man making me laugh. Uh uh. Mm -mm. Listen, I've laughed a lot. Yeah, Haven't came in a while. Right. Listen, I was saying. Listen, <laughs> listen. I laugh all the time. Listen, yeah, yeah, that listen, I understand what they're trying to say, but there's some little more elements that may go into like now laughter, I believe, has saved my marriage and has caused us to have a relationship we have. Mm -hmm. We're friends far more first because in the times when we were in our worst situations, when we started to laugh and joke and even crack on each other. And it's just me and him. So now we have inside jokes. And now we are at a place where, because sometimes you get so mad, you get mad at each other and it's so stupid. But nobody wants to say it's stupid. And you've mm -hmm. gone to level 20 and it's stupid. So then you say something, you start laughing. You're like, I don't even know what we were mad about. Because it was mm -hmm. the beginning. So laughter is good. It, it breaks down barriers. It it brings things. We tell it relax no shoulders. It makes mm -hmm. you relax those shoulders. As long as I you're mean, laughing with each other and not at each other. Well, no, we laugh well, at each other. You gotta laugh at each other too. I, I like, think. No, no, but when I mean, at at, when I mean laugh at each other, I mean to where the to where the point you make someone feels inferior because yeah. your laughter of them is making fun of them. Okay. So that's what I mean when laugh at someone. If I do something, um, like I fall and I hurt myself. You know, help me up before you start laughing. Don't leave me on the ground and you walking around yeah. laughing. Ah, you see, you fat. That's gonna hurt my feelings. That's gonna make me feel some well, type of way. My so, husband will laugh at the same time. He might fall on the floor laughing with me. He looks special. But I mean, but he but he'll help you up. But then there are some people, or if something happens to me, um, somebody says something about say we're in a group, somebody says something like they like to call me white girl. That bothers me. That really, really bothers me. So if I tell you that bothers me and somebody says that and you laughing along with them, then I'm feeling some type of way, you know. So that's what I'm talking about. You def def laughing at me versus laughing with me. And I'm laughing with everybody else. Okay. Ooh, somebody said somebody found their nails. That's what it sounds like. I, think I was. I figured I you was. Tracy. <laughs> I had a yeah. I'm done. I had a hangnail. You can't do that stuff on live. You know they pick everything up. Lord, okay. everybody can hear it. <laughs> like, oh, somebody is following their nails. It got caught and it was hurting, so I had to, before it broke, I had to. You should have used the fingernail clipper, just like. No, you should Why you filing? That part. I'm done. I'm done filing. They're done. It's okay. All right. So, any other closing loves about black men before we 
do the ending question. This was good. Any questions from you two? Periscope, Kente? Uh, yes, uh, Sugar Booger. <laughs> sorry, Sugar Booger wants to know. Hey, Sugar Booger! What is she saying? Is this live or recorded? Is Or is everyone ignoring me? No, we're not ignoring you. What did you say? Let me see. Uh, you you haven't said nothing, Sugar Booger. Uh, <laughs> um, no, so no. Uh, we keep getting Jada is saying that uh, that she loves black men. Uh, he does. And also we have Steph says comedy comes from pain and black men experience trauma regularly. Very well said. Uh, also, um, Aman when he said y'all crazy, and I said not true i said they're only a little crazy because we have you have to only be 80 you can only, you have to be 85 percent sane to be on the show so uh so you guys definitely passed that mark so um no so people are really enjoying the show uh, as a black man i'm loving the love and i'm just enjoying it so uh that's it so boom boom, boom. <laughs> all right we appreciate you um, Jada said they are delicious. I know that's right. I done wrote a couple of poems. They are. Um, so ladies in closing, um, before I get to the treat at the end, um, what is it that you want black men to know from you, a woman about them and your love for them? Your open love letter to black men. That I love you. I love you. I support you. I want one of you in my life so I can show you how much I love you and I support you. And until one comes into my life, I'm going to show my support to those that are in my life. I have a son. I have a stepdad. I have a father. I have a, a son-in-law. And so I, I love black men. I think they are everything. And I think they can be and do anything they want to be. They are kings. Yeah, I'm here for it. You? Let's see. Um, don't be scared to be you and like the things you like and fall in love with anime or whatever geek stuff you might be into or whatever interests you have. Follow it. Who, who's that? new rapper that just got on the country billboard, I guess. Lil Nas something or something else or other. The point I'm trying to make is be authentically you and yeah. bring that to the table. And don't try to be what the next person pushes on you because of whatever insecurity they have or whatever cookie cutter they're trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. No one can be you better than you can be you if you're authentically you, and that's the best thing you can be. Sounds like a really big circle, but I think that's super duper important. And the element that you can bring to the table is what this world needs rather than you replicating something else that you might not feel deep within your core. Right. You know, that's and good. we love you for you, so be you. All 
we have your back. We are here for you. Yes. We support you. We love you. We encourage you. We're sorry for all the times that we spoke out of line and that our mouths had killed your dreams, have told you that you could not do it, have told you what you will not be. So we are changing and shifting our mindset to be your number one supporter, to be your encourager, your uplifter, your safe place. We are your. We are now your safe place. We will not give you back what you've given us in a time of vulnerability, in a time when we are not necessarily vibing. So we are going to be your safe space so you can trust us with your heart. We're here for you. Yes. I love it. I love, love it. it. Yes. Okay. So I said I was going to close with something the same way I opened with something. Mm -hmm. And I do have permission to share this, although these are my words. These were words that I have given to someone else. Um, so um, we'll call it the prototype. Um, you are the prototype. The genuine authenticity of your soul is evident. Your heart is pure. Your love for humanity is overwhelmingly refreshing. You speak from a place of pain and healing and promise, and that's a level of vulnerability men don't often show. Black man, you are handsome, not just because you look that way, because who you are as a human being to the world is beautiful. Your character is legit. Your soul is poetry that I wouldn't mind reading daily. So from all the women, on the platform. Yes. To all of you black men out in the universe. We love you. We honor you. And we take not just this time, but we want to let you know that on a daily we think about you, we pray for you, we encourage you, we lift you up. Um, we consider you kings amongst men. Um and we want you to feel like there's peace and sanctuary and safe spaces in each one of us. Um so continue to be dope and everything that you are for all of us. Um, so without further ado, let's Thank find you. out where we can catch all you beautiful women in social media as you uplift our black men. Let's start with you, Q, Boogie. Where can we follow you on social media? That's a good question. I always have to look up my tags because y'all know I ain't shit. Okay, so on Facebook, you can find me under Q Vergara, spelled Q-V-E-R-G-A-R-A. And then over on Snapchat at Cookie Mama, Q-U-Q-I-M-A-M-A, because I'm complicated. I'm here for it, boy. That was too much. I that. Angie, Angie. All right, so you can find me at Black Love United on every social media platform. You can find me at Set and Angie on every social media platform. We are here for you. My husband and I love helping marriages and relationships like somebody helped us. Yeah, I love it. Oh, Angie, I'm big fan, big fan. Thank you, love. Tracy J, where can we follow um, you? social media. Tell us about all the things you've got going on. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Tracy J. Caver, also living beneath his shadow. Um, I have a Friday Friday Chronicles that comes on Facebook. It's a live that comes on at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. You can also catch me on Oh So Smooth Radio. 
on Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. and Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. for my uh, inspirational show. Um, you can catch me at Living Beneath His Shadow on uh, IG as well. And I have a Living Beneath His Shadow blog at livingbeneathhisshadow.wordpress.com. Yes. I love it. Thank you. Um, and Black Man, my favorite is co-host in all the land, Kente B. Ferguson. Very cool. Thank you. Look, we honor you for always showing up. Engineer extraordinaire. Yes. How can we follow you on social media? Well, before before I say that, uh, I just want to say this was a wonderful show. I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and uh, you ladies were amazing. And hopefully next week, uh, you know, it, we can keep that high level up. It's yeah. very necessary. And you know, I've you know, I just really met Tracy this year as well as Q. And uh, you know, I really enjoyed listening to you ladies talk. And uh, and Angie, you know, one of the things that that drew me towards you was how wonderful you always talked about your husband and always uplifted him and uh, I just really appreciate that about you as well so uh, thank you the show was great um, and um, I might have played this back for him but he, he you say that <laughs> <laughs> no that's for sure you always uplift him and you always speak very highly of your husband and I, I really that, that's that's awesome um, you can get me at Kente F on uh, Twitter, as well as you can get me on um, Instagram at Kente Ferguson. And then you can go to our website, IndyRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. Um, we will be on uh, next week at the same time. And uh, back to you, Shannon. Um, well, all of you lovely people, thank you for joining in. You can get me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Shannon Ford, like the president, hyphen Jefferson, like the president. Um, you can catch any of my five books on Amazon.com. Um, I write poetry. I'm currently working on my sixth book as we speak. Um, and then, of course, you catch me on Monday nights with Kente um, as we unpack Mars and Venus Men and Women Talk. Um, and in May, I'll be doing a set-apart woman on Get Vocal. So thank you, Periscope and Get Vocal and YouTube for joining us. Instagram. Uh, Shannon Ford, like the president, hyphen Jefferson, like the president. Um, you can catch any of my five books on Amazon. Oh, sorry what about that. Happening? Sorry about that. That's a feedback. My bad. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was is, like, that, yeah. is, that, is that my person from us? Telling my <laughs> yes, you're tethered. <laughs> That's my tethered. Five Hour Tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five Hour Tea. Caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight. From the makers of Five Hour Energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com. Dude, Carl's Jr. Charbroil Double Deals just popped up on my timeline. The California Classic Double, the Jalapeno Double, and the Double Cheeseburger, $2.49 each. Had they known? The algorithm, dude. Charbroil Double Deals for $2.49 each. Only at Carl's Jr. Available for a limited time. Price and participation may vary. Price higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Tax not included.